0: Hi, this is Marcia Means, Christian author and counselor. And today I welcome back Donna, Dawn, and Grace for our third call on the topic of body image and partners of sex addicts. And today we're going to be answering more of those questions so many of you posed on our body image survey.
1: I know the answer to the question I'm going to ask because I know you all well, but it's a question that I suspect several of the women who responded to the survey need to hear you share. Um, How how much did entering your own healing journey, Uh, I know it's the husband's issue, I know that you're not co-addicts, and yet I also know that you, like me, have had to do your own healing process. You've had to be in groups. You've had to read books. You've had to do workbooks. You've, you've had to fight and work to heal from all of this. Some of the women who asked questions, I suspect, have never been a part of a process like that with other women on the same journey um, just because of the pain it's still in their questions. So I'd like for each of you to share briefly about the whole process of your healing. Uh, was it just focusing on body image or was it a bigger picture than that? Donna, can I come back to you for an answer?
2: For me, it was not just about body image. It, um, something Grace said about that and, and I wish I could remember the exact words, but I, I'm just sort of caught back in that one. And, and, and that is, it's, it's this whole thing of us. We don't just feel rejected because of our body's shape or size. For us, it's, I think it's, di- it's deeper than mm-hmm. just that. Mm-hmm. Um, we are rejected. Thankfully, I'm so grateful that I had been, both my husband and I had been doing a lot of work on other things through uh, the, especially through the last 15 years before discovery, just, just a tremendous amount of, of, healthy growing because of the work we were involved in. We had to be, we were teaching material and using material that uh, like setting boundaries and, um, you know, what does it mean to be a healthy you know, spiritually and emotionally? And so that work had been done. So I, even though I could, I knew that, and it was an integral part of my belief system and understanding system, the other entered into it, the, the whole issue of body image. And I could, I know if I don't hold on, I'll lose it, but I know it's bigger than that. And I could not have done it without other women. I, I, I just think it's so important that we connect with each other that I said it before I will say it again, that's where the first validation of the depth of my pain came was from another partner. Mm
3: -hmm. It was
2: her pain when she shared her story with me Mm -hmm. that validated my experience. And I think that's huge Mm -hmm. for us, whether it's around body image or any of the other
1: struggles with that. I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. without
2: I could not have done it. I'm so grateful to God for the women he's brought in my life along the way. Mm -hmm.
1: It's been the same for me. Thank you. Dawn, what about you? You were you were a long ways from home where there wasn't much of any recovery for partners of addicts.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, um just, just building on what Donna was saying a little bit. Um I think this, this is, it does go well beyond just our bodies.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, in, in my book that's coming out next year, I talk about the fact that it's, it's kind of the most fundamental rejection a person can experience, mm-hmm. because you make yourselves mm-hmm. more vulnerable, we make ourselves more vulnerable to our husbands than anyone else. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we are naked with them. We give our whole selves to them, you know our passion, our emotions, to be told by the only person mm-hmm. with whom you, you, you make yourself that vulnerable that actually you're deficient. Mm-hmm. Um, is mm-hmm. I think yep. psychologically devastating on, on mm-hmm. many levels.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: um, and I think that level of trauma, it either flattens you
1: mm-hmm.
4: or if you're willing to face it and do the work, God redeems it and you grow. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I, I do see a lot of women try, masking the pain. It's flattening them they They don't want to really look at it. they don't want to grieve it. They don't want to meet with other women to discuss it. they don't want to to um you know talk to a counselor about it they and and I see it flattening them they they think it's it's less painful to to just ignore it, but that pain is just bubbling under the surface all the time. Mm-hmm. I think when we seek each other out, you know and I was so glad i you know you have your your ministry online because there's there's just no way that I could have. Um, there was nobody in, in the country mm-hmm. that I could find who had a clue about this. And, and words like mm-hmm. co addict and codependent are the norm,
0: um, mm-hmm. as I know
4: with other women I've walked with as well. I did try and see a counselor in New Zealand, and she told me um, this was just after the really hard stuff, and she said he's abusive, just leave him. Mm-hmm. And that's that is you know it was not a completely unfair analysis at the, point, at the time, but it was short-sighted and, and did reflect mm-hmm. a lack of understanding mm-hmm. of, of the, you know, sex addiction and trauma healing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I didn't listen to her, I'm glad I, I reached out to the online ministry and that you were there with that, and um, mm-hmm. that really made the difference. I, you know, I would have eventually come to, to some kind of peace with it, but I don't think my marriage would have survived. Because mm-hmm. I, it, I, would have just said, "Wow, this would be a lot easier to heal if I just got out of the marriage." Because I knew that mm-hmm. from the first marriage, it, it yeah. is easier. But God has called me to walk this time a harder path, because my husband is in a place where he is going, he yeah. is engaging it, and as long as he's in that place where he is engaging it, and he is, he's, he's, he's focuses not just his own healing but mine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that that it makes sense for me, you know, I believe that's what God's calling me to right now, is to continue engaging mm-hmm. this process with my sisters, with my husband, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. So very much you've needed others, it's just like Donna has, and you, you touch on a really important point that I want to get to in just a minute, that is that your husband is in a process as well. Yes. Um, grace there are two or three questions in my head I want to ask you and I can't ask them all at the same time so um, I think uh, you've alluded to the fact that you've, well, just share for us quickly how has how have other women played a role how has a whole healing process been a part of healing your your body image you've mentioned Emmanuel prayer you've mentioned Jodi you worked with her you worked with me um, can you just uh, kind of wrap all that up into how it was a bigger healing journey for you than just focusing on the body image?
3: Oh my gosh, yeah, so much, so so much bigger. Um, I I had lived my life powerless, powerless, yeah. and I thought I was being a martyr. I was going to die a saint because I had I had kept taking and taking. Um, this, and I was just going to love my husband into the kingdom, and whatever it took, no matter how much he, you know, emotionally abused me, it was my calling in life until I got to the Mm -hmm. point I could no longer go on, and seriously, I thought I I might die, and when I reached Mm -hmm. out and felt that God had allowed me to share my story, when you first asked me, I can remember where I was standing out in the Mm -hmm. front yard when you asked me, I'd like to hear your story, I can see that spot right now. Um, and it's the first mm. time, because I thought, I'm going to go to my grave with this, just me and God mm. not knowing the depth of my pain. But Marcia said, I'd love to hear your story. And I was standing out in the front, and I was pulling some weeds, and I told her my story, and she gave me validation and compassion that I had never had in my entire life.
1: Mm.
3: And the strength to say, it's not okay. It's not okay, mm-hmm. but you're not alone. There's a community of mm. women who are going through the same thing, and then getting together and realizing that I needed to take my life back, that I did have choices, mm-hmm. that, that God did not want me to stay in an abusive situation, um, that, you know, I was this little girl and he, he wanted me taken care of too, and that that I was not necessarily being a saint just by allowing him to continue mm-hmm. in his addiction and, and spirals mm-hmm. downward um I had I had nothing but pain and despair and hopelessness at that point. But mm. but through getting in the community and learning tools and and, mm-hmm. and finding out it's okay to to do what you have to do to make yourself safe. And um and and I was in a group with Louise too and she'd always say, Look for fruit yes. you know, words are easy, but you have to look for fruit and there were so many tools that I, I gathered and And the, you know, learning to, you know, the second phase of of learning to live from the heart that Jesus gave you to align yourself with Jesus and not your husband. Because I put him on a pedestal. He was on the Mm -hmm. altar. He was actually my God. And if he was not okay, then I was not going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Being able to detach from him and Mm -hmm. learn that, you know, I could be okay if I align myself with God and not my husband. There's just, Mm -hmm. I, that. Getting in the community, I cannot stress the, the value and the strength that came from that. And, and meeting other gorgeous women along the way whose husband had done the
1: same mm.
3: thing. It's like, well, look at look at them. They're, they're beautiful. And yeah. their husband did the same thing to them. Maybe it is not about me. Mm. And um, there was just so much um, that if I hadn't found the community, I might not be alive today because mm. I was in such a despondent. Bought and um, and it just um, gave me the the tools and just the comfort to know you're not alone. This is not just about you because for so long I don't know why I thought I was the only one in the world going through this. Um, mm-hmm. But um, there there's just that comfort in there too. And the stories I read on the on the community, it's like well that that's my life. They're telling my story yes. and the compassion that I feel for the women who are living through that and. And are new to it and don't don't understand that it's not that's not about them and their brokenness just breaks breaks my heart. Um, mm-hmm. I I can't say enough about the importance of not doing it alone because I tried that it doesn't work.
1: It Doesn't work, does it? We need each other. Oh, thank you. That was great. Well, I know I know that having husbands who are in recovery is a huge. Factor in how we heal and whether or not we heal, and um, Donna and and Don, I know that both of your husbands are very involved in their own healing journey. What? How has that? How has that changed your story? How has that enabled you to heal? Several women asked questions regarding the marriage. Um, what enabled you to rebuild intimacy? Uh, one of them asked, what enabled you to have sexual intimacy again? Another one asked, what is it like to rebuild trust with a partner who is working on his recovery? Donna, um, is there, oh, I know we're about out of time, but if, he, if you can quickly just uh, share that piece because okay. a lot of the women who wrote mm-hmm. questions don't have husbands in recovery. <clears throat> and I want them to understand that getting to where you ladies are is next to impossible. If you're living with an active. Diet.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I, I don't know. I'll just say flat out. Those women have more courage than I would. Um I don't know that how I would do that and and at the same time, saying that I've heard women's stories who they are and and I value our ability to hear God and to walk our stories out mm-hmm. and and I think you know God bless them if they can because that that's yeah. a very difficult path
1: mm-hmm.
2: um i've one of the things that helped me immensely to do some of this is I I've already understood because I've raised three children and I understood that you know, we taught our kids trust is not something uh, you don't have a right to trust. Trust is something, um, that is intrinsic in, in relationships, but when it's broken, it takes time to rebuild. So I, I bet I, I knew that, um, I would not automatically trust my husband, um, I understood from, unfortunately, from enough stories, that someone can be in active recovery and and they can relapse and they can end up choosing their addiction. I've seen that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: those are very sad stories. So I knew that my trust had to be um, in my God
4: mm-hmm.
2: first, in my mm-hmm. gut second. That mm-hmm. that my I had stopped listening to my gut. And so my trust was built on, my, my trust in my husband came over time. Um, and it's, it's not a fragile trust, but it's not the same. I would never again be able to say the kind of things. I know I can never again say the things I said pre-discovery. And that was that I had absolute confidence in Walt's fidelity. That, that he was, you know, that, that this, this was going to be, you know, so I, it's a different trust. But mm-hmm. it is trust. I I would find it very difficult to be intimate because I think Ed Smith Day requires um, tr- a, an ability to trust. Um, mm-hmm. I, so particularly our story, I I couldn't. I would have to trust in order to be intimate with him. Um, but that's again just like the body image thing and every other part of this. Learning to set boundaries this is can be a very difficult thing in these things. So it just goes along with trust. It takes time. And to try to rush it, I'd tell women just go on your go on your instincts here. Don't feel rushed into trusting or being intimate. Be when you're ready. That's okay. it's gotta come from within you.
1: And and I know that also there is the inherent truth in you that you you wouldn't even attempt the trust and especially not physical intimacy. Were your husband not in recovery? I, I
2: couldn't. Be, no, I, I, okay. I couldn't because I know what it's like to give my, you know, Don you talked about that, how it breaks the deepest parts of us. It wounds us to the mm-hmm. soul. And to give our body to someone who doesn't value that gift. I mean, that's part of intimacy that we're giving each other something that's mm-hmm. so altogether us. That's what it's supposed to be. And so when we know the ways that was broken, it it breaks our heart. Um, I, I want it to be, a, I, I want it to be a value,
1: mm-hmm.
2: not just another place. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Donna. Don, uh, why, had your husband not gotten his recovery, could you have stayed in the marriage and healed? And and what role? Has his healing played in your ability to heal and to continue to grow and to go on to write a book for partners?
4: Yeah, I mean, it would have held back my own healing. I, I don't. It's. I think it's very difficult to even achieve your to achieve your own healing um, with someone who is constantly abusing you with messages of you're inadequate. Because you know, no matter what he says with his mouth. His actions speak louder, mm-hmm. and um, even though you know this this is an intimacy disorder and it is his problem, that message is still always coming mm-hmm. out at you. You're deficient. You know mm-hmm. you're not enough for me, um, and it doesn't matter how much our head knows that's not true. Our heart is always going to be fighting that message. So I, I don't. I, I I could not have healed, and and I would not have stayed if he had not really seriously engaged. Um, and I think as a couple, you definitely cannot heal because intimacy is a two-way street. You can't have intimacy with yourself; so that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Donna said, the first ingredient is trust. And um, I know uh, Town, Doctor Cloud, and uh, Doctor Townsend talk about um, time and consistency in um, in Beyond Boundaries. They so talk about you just it just takes time and watching because anybody can fake recovery for a while. Anybody can fake good behavior for a time. But over the course of, of long years, months, and years, they're going to they're going to slip up, and you're going to catch them at some point, and then you'll know they're not worthy of your trust yet. And um, speaking of worthy of of, of your trust, um, that that book "Worthy of Your Trust" by Jason Martinez was very helpful to us as a couple um, in understanding the elements of trust building. Um, so yeah, in terms of of you know without that that in, I mean you need that that those first levels of trust, and from that you know, you get intimacy, and from that you get sexual intimacy, which is, you know, the deepest form of of intimacy.
1: Circling back around to the role his recovery plays. um, It's huge. It's huge, yeah. When he's in recovery,
4: yeah, when he's in recovery, you can begin to trust again. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes forgiveness easier, which is another piece of the puzzle, but it's unrelated Mm -hmm. to trust. You don't have to, you know, we need to forgive for our own sakes, and it's it's not like forgive and forget. That's not it at all. It's, There's a it's a journey. a ton of
1: stuff here, isn't there?
4: Yeah. A uh, lot of
1: clearly, people. we need more, more of these calls on this topic because you're beginning to bring in a huge uh, information that is still needed for women. Yeah. Uh, but, but I know you're almost out of time, so yeah. I, I'm going to bring it back around, and we'll go there next time. Um, Grace, I know... Uh, you you know, how your husband's recovery went. Um, And I'm assuming you could never have healed like you have had you stayed in the same house for the last four years. But um, how about it's in your own words for the women whose husbands aren't in recovery, and there are many of them. uh, Can you share just... This question isn't on the list, but can you share how they can heal even if he isn't interested?
3: Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's tough because I tried that for so many years. And, and I have to say, I did not know that it was sexual addiction. I did not know there was a term for it. I knew he was unfaithful. But because I so wanted my to raise my children in a whole household, um, I... I fought the good fight and stayed together and kept fighting and I totally, um, totally leaned on the Lord to sustain me and there were many times that I prayed and I almost felt I had an audible voice that, that the Lord was telling me um, to you know to stay and He would He would sustain me and um, and so years later when finally I felt like the Lord allowed me to speak. You know, I can't say that I'm upset because I would not want to go back and have divorced when my children were little. I do Mm -hmm. believe he sustained me all those years. And when the time was right, um, he brought it all to a head and carried me through. So it, it is possible to stay in a house and seek the Lord, but you'd have to have huge boundaries. Um, but, mm-hmm. but for me looking back now, I, I couldn't, once, the, once the truth came out in the last four years, until he moved out of the house, I never felt safe because when, when you know there's something going on and you have to crawl into bed with him at night, you feel like mm-hmm. the enemy and the anxiety level inside of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Heart is
3: quickening your, your, you know, your enzymes are flowing and how do you sleep? This is the enemy. This is
1: the, mm-hmm. your
3: soul sleeping right next to you. So, it is terrifically hard if your husband is not in recovery um, to, to maintain that relationship and, and just wait on him. And, and, and I have to say, looking, looking back, I, you know, that I'm not sure that really helps him without drawing a line in the sand. Right. It wasn't until you know, I drew a line in the sand that he started acknowledging. And, and um, even then, it, it's been a long journey. But it's, it's terrifically hard. To um, to heal, I would say, if your husband yeah. is not in recovery and and you don't have yeah. some really really strong boundaries, so.
1: Um, so, yeah. so, opting out was an important ingredient for you, wasn't it? It um, it
3: was. I, I I have to say, I would not not be to the place in my healing today had I had I not been there. Yes. Yeah. I would have uh, remained in my depression and um, suicidal. Um,
1: Mm-hmm. Stop,
3: because it's that hopelessness it's that hopelessness yes. there's nothing yes. i can do he's not going to change i don't have a choice this is the way my life is always going to be and um you just better get used to it and it's it's extremely both mm-hmm. and I've, hopelessness is what leads to depression and um
1: mm-hmm.
3: and illnesses you know internal illnesses autoimmune diseases yes. cancer yes. and um mm-hmm. yeah we've we all have choices, we just don't realize it. But that hopelessness um, yeah. is the killer of your soul. Yeah, yeah.
1: it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and you've touched on a couple of things that deserve calls in the future as well, and that's <laughs> how drawing that line in the sand, it, at least in my mind over the years I've been working with partners, which is getting to be a lot of years now, its uh, I think there's a certain obligation yes. as as a helpmate, as as a partner, as the one that God has positioned in this man's life to call him to righteousness, to to stand on his wedding vows. And there is empowerment in that not only for us, but there's the potential for freedom for him. If we have the courage to do that, so in the future we'll just have to come back and get more out of you on that topic. Grace, mm-hmm. Yes,
3: I so just important. just quickly, I was I remember reading in one of Dr. Dobson's book. I think it was Love Might Be Tough.
1: Yes, Love Must Be Tough.
3: Speaking to the fact what what we thought was you know our way to love our husbands could yeah. actually be. Um, driving them further into yes. to the grave, into their addiction, by not calling mm-hmm. them on it and not doing that tough love thing, which was like that was just so eye opening to me because I thought I was mm-hmm. being the saint, and then the thought that you know I had actually enabled his addiction by by just um, forgiving and moving on and covering up it was like that was there's just there's just so much that I did not know.
1: Yeah, so much we all didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, I can hear you saying that it holds the potential not only for us to heal our body image, but for them to possibly find freedom as well if we can step yeah. into that role that Love Must Be Tough talks about. Yes. Yeah. You know I love all three of you, and I'm mm. sure that the women <laughs> who hear you share over the in the future are going to grow to love you too, even though they may never see you.
4: Thank mm. you, so oh, so much. You're just pushing. Thank you, thank you, Marsha. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. you.
0: Well, ladies, thank you for not only willingly sharing your stories and your pain, but more importantly your growth and your healing and the hard-won victories that you can claim because you've invested so much in your own healing. I admire you all, and I know these calls are going to be an enormous gift to other women who face their own body image issues because of their partner's sex addiction. Thank you, and bye for today.